For the last few weeks, you've heard me mention that Intentionally Disruptive is brought to you by Microformulas. Well, you've also heard me talk about my long list of health issues, endometriosis, rheumatoid arthritis, anxiety, ADHD, and I spent almost a year fighting C. diff. Well, I've been taking Microformulas products for over a year now, and I've never felt better. If you're curious to give the products a try, visit microformulas.com and use the code IDFEB15 for an extra 15% off at checkout. That's IDFEB15. Visit microformulas online at microformulas.com. Um, you ready? Yeah, we're okay. Rolling. All right. A podcast about life. I mean, that's a struggle, I think, with every single day. Are we good enough? Everything it can throw at you. The only person that can make us happy is ourselves. Real people talking about life's real issues. (laughs) This is Intentionally Disruptive with Shauna McNeil. Our series this month is called Unconventional Love Stories. The series is all about overcoming many obstacles and, in the end, love winning. So far, we've covered the ins and outs of my marriage, uh, love and mental illness, Two amazing women and their journey to each other. And now the final episode of the series, the one that I've been looking forward to for weeks now. This is episode number four, and it's called Aliens, Pizza Hut, Old Love. Joining the podcast this week are Ron and Charlotte. They've been together for 39 years, married for 31 years. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, our pleasure. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, Ron, (laughs) Ron. You know, so I met... You, Charlotte. It was back we in August. Doing, you were doing the uh, for a charity event. Yeah, and getting to spend a couple hours with you. I remember. I think by the end of it, I invited myself to your Thanksgiving dinner or a barbecue or a barbecue. But, yeah, I, I whatever just, you said. Any family get together? Can I come over? I just I loved your energy. I loved being around you. I'm like whatever I need to do to get a, be a part of your family. I want to do it. So I was inviting myself to all of your family <laughs> functions. And so when we were doing this unconventional love story series, you two were the first. I, I, I Ron, I didn't meet you at the time, but. I was like, I want, I want them on the podcast. I want Charlotte on the podcast. She is a podcast star. Like, I need her on the podcast. And Ron is just along for the ride. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much the way it goes. He's my wrangler. So, Ron, when Charlotte called you and said, hey, honey, we're going to do this podcast, what was your first thought? Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> no, you said you're doing it on your own. Yeah, okay, never mind. And I said we're supposed to be a couple. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's your unconventional love story. Yeah. So let's start with how you two met. Well, She's I probably remember better. Okay. Okay. Uh, April 1st of uh, 1982, my neighbor had worked at Pizza Hut. Her husband was one of the main managers of pizza hut in the valley and anyway she was pregnant and had gotten to a point that it was hard for her to do the lunch uh waitressing Uh there and uh, i was at home of course my boys were in elementary school so she said would you want to come in and cover for me during the week while trevor's at school and i said sure so anyway she um were you working there or you no i was in between jobs oh gotcha okay yeah i was in between jobs And my husband and I had split up, and we were in a separation. And uh, what it was was really that uh, we had been having problems for uh, a couple of years and growing apart. And uh, anyway, he had decided to get a job up on on the oil line up in Prudhoe Bay. And he had uh, was a tire 
specialist. So he did the big giant tires. So he was working Prudhoe Bay and I was at home with the kids, but he didn't really share his money a, a heck of a lot with us at that time. And so it was just kind of a thing to get me out of the doldrums and get me out and about. So uh, anyway, on April 1st uh, was my first day. And so I started and I walked in and I, and I met everybody and they were just the nicest bunch of people in the world. And of course, I met my manager and then my assistant manager. And here comes this tall drink of water with <laughs> crystal, <laughs> crystal eyes and a big smile. And I thought, oh, he's such a cutie pie. <laughs> and uh, Ron's blushing. Yeah. yeah well. But he's heard that before. <laughs> And uh, he trained me because I had never been a waitress before. And I usually did um, front desk type jobs and uh, stuff like that. And so he helped me in that. And the other waitresses were great. And, and of course, the funny thing about the whole thing was that I enjoyed the most was I had been a mom for uh, quite a few years. So I was just used to being called mom uh-huh. or honey. And so... My husband called me Honey, and I didn't hear my name that often. And uh, so anyway, it was fun because I started there, and all of a sudden it was Charlotte. Charlotte, 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 Charlotte. And I was oh, this is great. You know, I'm, I'm building my name. I'm here. Yeah, I'm this not is awesome. just Mom and Honey. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, everybody was wonderful. I loved the job. We had a blast. And so, of course, with working with him, I saw that he was – everybody just – adored him. And the girls were all after him. I mean, we used to joke that he was the Pizza Hut slut. <laughs> because... Ron is mortified. <laughs> <laughs> He's blushing. <laughs> because, honest to God, yeah. anybody that didn't have a boyfriend was chasing him. Yeah. And I mean, but it wasn't his fault. He wasn't. No, oh, he no. Was, he wasn't. No, he's, he was quite subdued. Yeah. No, he was, he's not an aggressive person so you're 29 at this time yeah i'm 29 ron you're how old turned 22 oh 22 okay and ron he turned 22 in march ron what was your first impression of charlotte uh she was tall you know nice looking gal with kids and all that stuff so it was kind of like she was uh, attractive and friendly but i didn't uh get too terribly excited at first when i first met her i mean you know it was like you know how it is you do it's professional you know yeah doing your job yeah you don't get out of that well and you knew that i was married but separated yeah found that out later and then got to meet her kids and all that stuff later so um and then found out she was separated later and so then you could you know maybe get some wiggle room yeah then you maybe in (laughs) your mind oh maybe you know she could be available someday or whatever yeah but uh there was an instant attraction though with you oh yeah Uh, yeah i mean there was but it's not like Super, you know, like... No, a, it was like, oh, she's... You it know, was subtle. You know, we were physically attracted to each other, but we liked each other's personalities and type yeah. thing. And I'm, I'm, you know, like to do the job right, and he likes to do the job right. And so that that was easy to do. You're and, a great match. Oh, at work, yeah. At work, you're yeah. a great match. Yeah. 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 Oh, at work, definitely a great match. When do things start progressing into a romantic relationship with you two? I would say, well, after romantically, right, 84, 83, somewhere... Probably after your divorce. So how, no, long, how long was no. that? You you are such a liar. <laughs> well, we might have been more than friends, you, but yeah. we were we not are. very. We we're kind of low key. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you were low key together before the divorce, before Charlotte, before your divorce, right? Yeah. 
Okay, but like, so after you guys met, how how long did it take for you guys to become romantically involved from that first time you guys met as as Ron as your boss? I think I think that I think that it was um, my my marriage was really a roller coaster at that time. And uh, he was my comfort in that. And it's kind of like a good friend yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And uh, when I'd have a rough time with my husband or, or situations, like I said, he, my husband had a special woman in his life. And, uh, and it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, that was uh, heartbreaking. So I would, I would talk to him about it. And he was always, you know, he always gave me reinforcement yeah. and told me that he thought he he admired me as uh, me with my boys and and that and being a single parent because I literally was a single parent because my ex would be gone for a month and a half and then he'd come back for two weeks and then he'd be gone because for a he, month worked. And a half. he worked yeah, he worked in another town on, yeah he worked up in Prudhoe Bay Alaska yeah so I was single you know that six weeks and then he'd come back for a couple of weeks but within a couple tours of working up in Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, um, he moved out and uh, started renting a house and all this stuff and just informed me that he was renting a house so that his girlfriend could come down because she was from Prudhoe. I mean, she worked up on the oh. on the oil line. Oh. And so he wanted a place for them that two weeks. And he was expecting you to stay in the relationship yeah. still. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, because see, I never threatened divorce. I wasn't from a family of divorces. Yeah. I was fam from a family of we had conflicts and stuff, you know, and that, but we worked them out. So anyway, when that happened, that was when probably we got the closest was, was the end of the end of September. And, uh, and there was a big joke around everybody because the manager and that thought knew that we were close. So it's kind of like a Pizza Hut scandal. Yeah. Yeah. A little mini scandal. A little mini scandal. Yeah. So they had a birthday, surprise birthday party for me. Had a birthday party. Is he got a scandal going? <laughs> I say Pizza Hut scandal and Dylan buries his, head, his face in his hands. So the Pizza Hut scandal. The Pizza Hut scandal. Well, anyway, they had gave me a, a surprise birthday party at, at work. And uh, and so any, everybody's, you know, having a party for my 30th birthday and stuff like that my girlfriends were taking me to Sun Valley and we all had plans to do stuff and we we're gonna go out and be wild children and and you know <laughs> girl, girls gone wild and <laughs> <laughs> please tell me not girls but with clothes on yeah with no clothes I'm on. not I'm not an exhibitionist at all <laughs> no even when I looked good no <laughs> no <laughs> No. And I look great in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, sister. Me too. Yeah, I'm right really, there with you. Yeah, you should see me in the dark. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I totally get it. So anyway, the big joke was, it was, okay, we've got the big prize for you for your 30th birthday. And all of a sudden they look over and everybody points to Ron and they go, we're giving you Ron for your 30th birthday. <laughs> no, the, the, girls, the girls that you were with... Were they some of the ones that were trying to get hooked up with Ron before? No, the girls at work were the girls trying to get okay, hooked not, up with Okay, but not the girls that you went to Sun Valley no, with for your no, birthday. Okay, all right. No, those, right. That, that, that was older. Two separate, separate older groups. Okay. girls. Gotcha. Older okay. girls. Those were single gotcha. women my, my age. Yeah. And uh, and so anyway, it was funny. So that was the big joke. And, we were, and, and then they go, and the big gift is Ron. And Ron's like, during the headlights. Yeah. And that was the big 
thing. So that kind of was to come out. Well, they obviously saw that there was more to the relationship than we would let go on. And so anyway, uh, we were together for a few years and, and, uh, and then he started wanting us to get married. And I had gone through, I'd gotten final divorce was, uh, well, anyway, we found out that about the cancer, I guess it was. And, uh, you were diagnosed with cancer during the process of your divorce, correct? Yes. Yeah. My first bout of cancer was in 73 and we were living in, in North Idaho and then, uh, with my first husband. And then they told me at that time that they thought I couldn't have kids. So they sent, they wanted me to, uh, get pregnant as soon as possible. And then as soon as that happened, they'd give me a hysterectomy. Luckily, I got pregnant within three months with Trevor, mm-hmm. McKenzie's daddy, and uh, and everything went clean. And so then I had gone through this cancer thing, scare, and everything went clean. Well, then in 84, I had a high reading and, and had to go through a cancer and uh, had a hysterectomy and been fine ever since. But when I had the cancer the first time in 73, um, my relationship with my my first husband started morphing and changing at that time. And after I gave birth to Trevor in November of 74, <laughs> it, it's still now odd to think of about it, but he said, we were sitting in the um, hospital room and I'm holding Trevor, who was just perfect, beautiful baby boy. And he looked at me and said, Charlotte, I got to tell you something. And I said, what? And he said, if you hadn't been able to have my baby, I would have divorced you. <gasps> oh, This is, I mean, this should have been the, but I, but that, I was no, naive enough. I was naive enough not to, not to realize what he was saying. And oh. I, and, but he, I'm saying, okay, you know, I understood, but I should have taken some of the bits and pieces and yeah. put them all together that 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 was part of the problem with this that I was there for him what he loved about me was that I loved him yeah but he wouldn't give you return all no. of that oh yeah no oh, so like that's why I said th- this one here just gives unconditional yeah. love and he does it with his friends he does it with his family I mean it's just he's he's just a sweetheart well, t- yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, Charlotte. Oh, a very, so a very gentle heart. <laughs> that is so, so sweet. anyway, that I should have I should have known at that time. But you that, stayed in the marriage then and then and then, and then I yeah. I finally I finally got out and uh, my cancer came back and then uh, my ex at that time we were we were still you'd been separated for a year and a half and things just went from bad to worse i mean it wasn't like his his girlfriend and him were still together and that and so finally i said you know you need to make a decision here um and and i was getting more involved with with ron and emotionally and and uh so and it was getting to be more of a physical relationship and so I said you we've got to decide whether this marriage is going to work or not and we need I need you to make a decision you know you need to make a decision whether you want us to save our marriage or if you want to stay with your girlfriend and he says I've never loved anybody more than I love 
the girlfriend. The girlfriend. Oh, my. Oh, and, God, that's and it was. It was really hard. It was really hard because mm-hmm. I was holding out hopes of hopes. And that's where my relationship with him was kind of like, you know, it, it, it was more just, you know, fun for him, fun for me type of thing. But I yeah. wasn't. He knew that if my ex wanted me back, I would have gone back for, to put the family together. Yeah. And that was that was a very now that I know, but is a, would have been a wrong reason. And so he made the decision. So I called my friend who was an attorney, and within days, and said, you know, uh, what do I need to do to file for divorce? This, that, and the other thing. And he said, uh, he goes, I'm sorry, Charlotte, I can't handle it because my wife just served me papers. Oh no! <laughs> so you didn't have so the attorney that you wanted couldn't do it. Because he was going through a divorce. Oh, so no, anyway, Charlotte, he, it keeps getting worse. No, no, it worked out great. So anyway, he gives me his, his buddy. And he was more of a, a, a tough attorney and didn't put up with much. So anyway. It all worked out. Yeah, it all worked out great. And, and but Ron, we were, I mean, we, from the time I called my attorney to the time that we, we went in and signed final papers was two months. Oh, wow, that's fast. And that's with two kids. Yeah. Because I everything, I mean, we didn't have much. Our house was being foreclosed on because he wasn't making the house payments. The car, he's too busy paying for the rental place for right, the uh, girlfriend. That, yeah. Uh, I couldn't make it. I was making enough money to, to pay the utilities and feed us, feed them feed the kids and my parents are from here so they they helped out too so I, we really didn't miss much so after the sun valley trip with your girlfriends and the birthday and they gave you ron as the gift mm-hmm. how much longer until it was like official and you and you were going talking marriage you two were talking marriage i wasn't talking marriage he ron was. <laughs> i guess ron so whenever you were presented as the gift in sun valley on the girls trip how when did you start thinking about getting serious and 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 getting married at the divorce yeah pretty much you know when i made that most of my friends were already getting married and it was like kind of like what charlotte would say earlier it's like you know your friends are all getting married well it's kind of i better hurry up and get married too and so you're getting old you know i mean and there was was just a lot of the connection we had between each other it was like it's time to go ahead and you know kind of be looking to that direction and so how did you how did you propose uh i didn't no, no, you did many, many times, and I'd say no. Oh, I, I don't know. If no, he, I didn't propose. I, uh, I don't. You're, I don't no, give you a ring. Oh or, no, or, no. He would say, you know, I want to marry you, and I go, I don't want to get married again. And I said, and you're too young, because I said, I can't have kids. I've got my two kids. I can't have kids. And like I said, we were good friends, and I knew he loved kids. And uh, I said, you, you know, you need to find somebody that can, can have, have your, your kids yeah. in that because that was very important to him. And uh, he loved my, my boys. I mean, they loved him. He loved them. And so uh, he'd talk marriage, and then I'd say, no, no, no. So we finally, he said, you know, okay. And we split up for how many years? Oh, you split up? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. We, because I was saying, no, yeah. us being together wasn't making things better. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so anyway. And Ron, uh, were you okay with not having your own children? Were you okay with that? Or was that something you were struggling with too? No. You know, at the time, I had a bond with the boys and the family. He had a bigger bond with the boys than I realized. Yeah. yeah. It didn't bother me to not have kids. It bothered me more than anything. And so. Uh, I mean, they were like my kids at that point. I mean, to a degree, you know, it was like. I don't want anybody else to be their dad. I mean, I knew 
Dana was their dad and their father, you know what yeah. I mean? But I mean, I didn't want the relationship to stray away. Anybody that I was dating. You don't want anybody new to come into the right. picture. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You're territorial and, over the and whole family. See, and yeah. I was like out dating. I did. I mean, I enjoyed dating in high school. I, I enjoyed dating when I, you know, after I was divorced. It was no big deal for me. I wasn't looking for somebody to settle down with. I honestly, honestly did not think I'd get remarried again. Yeah. So how, how did you, so Ron, how did you do it? How did you guys, you obviously got back together after being separated for a couple of years. A friend of his that uh, worked with him, uh, she was one of my friends that we'd go out dancing and we'd go out dancing and having a good time. She was one of my, one of the Where girls. Where did you go dancing? What did you do? Like we'd country go line dancing? No, or? we'd go like Nindells and, and, you know, just, you know, any place that Dino's, I think there was Dino's and. I mean, places like All the hot that. spots. Yeah, any yeah. place that was, you know. Anything and we'd and go down to Humpin' Hannah's. We'd go, yeah. <laughs> I've never even been to Humpin' Hannah's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd go because we, we all love to dance. And yeah. we'd go out there and, and just be stupid. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've been, we have been kicked out of bars because we're too noisy. <laughs> I mean, Charlotte, that's, I that was you. a bunch of fun people. Oh, gosh, I love you so much. And so everybody go, okay, where are we going to get? We're all meeting here. And everybody just show up. And there was probably about six or seven of us that would, you know, you always had a group that would, would be ready to go out yeah. on the weekends and, and dance. And, and I think, matter of fact, all but a few were, had, had, were divorced. So they were all, we were all kind of in the same thing. You know, we had, we had babysitters and, and so, you know, we were single moms out there and and uh, doing that thing, and so we were having having a good time. So anyway, we split up for a while, and uh, I dated other people, and he dated other people, and and this friend friend that worked with him, uh, she says, you know, Charlotte, she says Ron misses your boys so much. Oh, and I said, really? And she says, yeah. She says he loves. Trevor and Ian he says she he misses them so much and I thought well that's nice that he's missing them more than me <laughs> but no I understood it <laughs> thanks honey and um so anyway and it had been a couple of years at that point I think it was about three years oh three know. years three or four. okay yeah so you you reconnect reconnect and it just goes from from where we stopped to even better because that time of period in between time is what you needed he grew up yeah. more i grew up more um i mellowed out more i guess and uh and so anyway my boys were just like ecstatic to have he, ron back to have yeah. ron back because he was just uh it, i didn't date anybody even remotely close to his personality yeah i dated fun guys you know, because I didn't want to get serious. So it was like, you know, guys that were fun. Didn't want to get serious. No. Yeah. No. You, know. you had to have a real job to have a real family, too. I mean, you know, it couldn't just be part-time. or Right. You know, I knew the restaurant business wasn't going to be probably my future. Yeah. And so we got out of the restaurant business, got into the building industry, and uh, started working toward that goal. You had an adult of, job. Yeah. Yeah. You had a big Absolutely. boy job. Yeah. Something that could support where you a family. Had, yeah. And where you had steady hours mm -hmm. and, and insurance. Yes. Yeah. Insurance is a win. That's when you know that you've, you're have you in the you're big adulting. time. You're <laughs> adulting. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he'd gotten into that. And that's she was working at the same uh, lumber yard that, that he was working at. He was an assistant manager there. And uh, so anyway, we reconnected and and uh, things just went from there and 
and uh, you finally say yes to marrying I, him. Honest to God, what happened is is uh, we were at my mom and dad's, and and my boys had been hounding me to to tell him yes. And uh, anyway, I in front of my mom and dad, I got on one knee, went over and grabbed his hand, and asked oh. him if he would marry us. Oh my <laughs> and he started bawling. Oh, that is the <laughs> and my mother thing. was crying. My oh, dad, that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and uh, and he said yes. And uh, oh. Ron, I got the box of tissues over there. We all might need them. That is so sweet. And oh, that is so my boys sweet. were so excited because oh. you know we were a package deal and and. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, oh, that is the sweetest story. And so anyway, we got married, and the funny thing is, we got we were getting married at this one church, and but it was being remodeled, and all of a sudden, I had sent out all my invites, and we had a, a fam. His family's all here local, and my family. We had this church thing, and all of a sudden, at the last minute, we couldn't get married at that church. So I had to call the church that. I used to go to that I married my first husband, a Methodist church, Whitney Methodist, and called them and I said, you know, is it available on this date? And they said, sure. And so we moved the wedding to Whitney Methodist Church. Well, lo and behold, what was funny was he was raised in the Whitney Methodist Church. Oh, so the same church? Yeah. Oh, wow. So okay. so um, it was it was funny because his aunt was my Sunday school teacher. And you had no idea up until that point. No, we had, well, we kind of knew. Families were, you know. Intertwined, yeah. Because yeah. my mother had gone to school with his aunts and stuff at Whitney Elementary and stuff. So, no, we had found when we were dating, my mother would put two and two together. So we knew years, probably when we first started going out and being around family, that my mom put it all together, how it intertwined. And um, we uh, got found out that uh, we could get married at the church that I'd married my first husband. <laughs> and, and it didn't fall down. And it didn't, it didn't fall, fall down. down. Well, no, it did. It's torn down now. No, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, so it doesn't exist now. No, they, oh, got, okay. yeah, they moved it. They got a new. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. But uh, yeah. yeah, so we got married at that church, and and uh, and it was a family deal. It was uh, we uh, don't regret it one minute. Um, you like guys I are said, such a beautiful couple. I mean, I just, I, don't, I just, I get to see it in both of your faces. I mean, you guys just, but see, you're this, so awesome but together. The, but, and this is one thing I try to tell my grandkids and my kids, marry somebody you like, because if you know that they've got you back and somebody that you can trust, you know, it's kind of like. It's everything. Male friends, female friends. You know, you, you have female friends you enjoy being around, but you wouldn't trust them with your dog. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I totally know. Yes. I I think my dog's smarter than that one. I don't trust (laughs) a lot of people with my dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Let alone your kids. They're my children. Yeah, they have their own closets with clothes. I mean, it's it's, it's on another level. (laughs) But but I think the thing is, we started out as friends, and then I cared for him enough that I wanted him to enjoy having his own family and and that. And I knew in my heart at the time, I I really didn't think I'd get remarried again. Yeah. I had no desire. I enjoyed dating. I enjoyed being out there. I didn't need to have a constant companion in my life. My kids were my constant companion, so that wasn't an issue for me. And then when we got married, um, the first couple of years were a little rough for him because 
the dynamics were different. How was your experience? Like the first couple of years, what do you mean by the, the dynamic was different? How, I mean, obviously you've never yeah. been married. Yeah, I didn't get married till 30. So, you know, you yeah. were out with the guys and you're doing, you know, living life and doing your own thing doing my own thing so to be all of a sudden married and then have responsibilities of it's like adulting on steroids basically yeah Yeah. being part of the family have a voice take care of you know which i loved and their friends and and, and all their friends and so and then your your group of friends that you have that you've been with for the last six ten years whatever a lot of them are either married, but a lot of them are Or getting divorced. You, or getting that, divorced. Yeah, when we got around. married, some of them were started getting divorced. So it was just kind of a, you know, I was living the single life too. Yeah. And still dating. Then when you get married, it's just like anybody else, I'm sure. That you just oh, yeah, have absolutely. To well, when do, there was, have that commitment to slow down and not make be the out adjustments. With you, not all with your friends on the weekends. You're with the family on the weekends. You're not going skiing or whatever with or hanging out at the bars hanging after out work. the bars or whatever it is. you know it's construction in in that type of world um a lot of people go and just hang out at the bar the guys especially just go and hang out at the bar for a couple hours after yeah. work well that was a big no-no at my house yeah and my dad was construction but my dad was one that he was one of the few that came home and uh, it was always okay for him to stop for one beer but if it got over that, then it was like this isn't this isn't flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, sli- you're sleeping on the couch, <laughs> no, <laughs> or not sleeping yeah, in the house right. at all. You're locked yeah. out of the house. It's either your, your choice is either you know, yeah, good drinking and run around with your buddies on whatever and be committed, or we're not going to make this work. So it's a, so that was it the, was a it was a roller coaster the yeah. first couple. I of mean, years. it took a while to get there. I mean, because it's not like a, I knew there was going to be a lot of change, but it just. You weren't expecting that much. It just uh, no, yeah, yeah, no. He I get it. He yeah. didn't realize the responsibility and the and the. It, I mean, marriage and family is a job mm-hmm. if you do it well, and uh, I had been doing it on my own, so I was mom and dad for a long time, and it it's where you you make your commitment and this is how it goes, to keep everybody on his on an even keel, and he'd kind of you know he he liked being a dad and being a husband for a while and then it wasn't so fun anymore so then he'd want to go hang out with his buddies and then he'd he'd sometimes break the fun barrier drinking which um i don't i mean he wasn't fun when he broke the fun fun barrier he got mean Mm -hmm. and crabby Mm -hmm. and that wasn't what i fell in love with was the crabby guy and so we came to a point that we had to dump out the alcohol and say okay we can have beers once in a while but uh we're not breaking the fun barrier anymore. I like that, the fun barrier. Yeah. So how are things now? Like, I, I know, Charlotte, knowing you, family is everything to both of you, it sounds like. And I know your granddaughter, Kenzie. She is the most amazing human ever. Um, I love her so much. It's so crazy that she's only 21. I have to keep reminding myself because she's such an old soul. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, how are things for you now? Like, What advice would you have for the younger generation who are in relationships or starting a relationship, marriage? Okay. Um, my mom told me, she said, it's always easier to turn a friend into a lover than a lover into a friend. And that's very true. Mm-hmm. That's so true in a, in a uh, physical relationship. Because you can be attracted physically. I mean, you can watch people on, you know, video or whatever, and you, you're attracted to them you're aroused by them everything is like oh wow you know you you enjoy their personality you enjoy all this stuff 
but you really don't know what they're like till you're in that in the throes of life yeah Yeah. in the throes of life but i mean this is what's really sad about covid is because people don't know who you really are because just like i said i wanted to be close to you for this podcast because i feed off your energy yeah absolutely off of mine yeah absolutely because that's yeah that's the way we're made yeah exactly (laughs) yes we are we're extroverts at their finest but but i'm saying our energies that we you can't see that's why when we go to the next life Uh you know this body stays here but the energy never stops yeah and that's reality whether it's with you know with anything that's alive and so anyway my mom just said you know that that's the way it is because um you've can fight fall fall in love with the fantasy and uh that's not a healthy way to do it i mean you may say okay i I, i'm attracted to, to this person and i mean just like what you saw me i see these dancing guys and i think oh they're really hot uh by the way just a side note before this podcast (laughs) recording started charlotte was showing me tiktok videos well youtube videos of uh supposed top gun style dancers male dancers (laughs) with no shirts on (laughs) in in the locker rooms getting changed and 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 wrapped in towels and dancing yes yeah rod what advice do you have for the younger generation when it comes to relationships and marriage and making it last the family is always first, of course. That's um, whether it's the kids, you know, going to their games, uh, being involved with the family. It's really important. Um, that's kind of my building block of the family is just letting the you know being supportive of the family. I guess you have to. I don't know. There's a Charlotte's been really good about doing that all of her years raising the kids, and I've seen how well she did that job and to to kind of follow it in those footsteps is kind of hard but um no you've done a beautiful job well it's you know you have to, it, i see kids that that don't always have the family yeah yeah supporting them and it's kind of tough our boy you know? our boys we had acquired a boy when he was 16 um and um he was a friend of our youngest and and he was living with a friend's mother and then her mother had to move in and she didn't have room for him and he wanted to stay in the Boise school district and his parents were divorced and uh, he couldn't live with them um, because of their choices and uh, the only security that he had was going to McKinley West and Bora and he had grown up with all these kids and that was the only security he had and uh, so when Ian came to us and he says mom you know, my buddy, he wants to stay here in Boise and go to uh, West in Bora, and uh, he can't live with Tony anymore. And I said, okay. And so we had a powwow with Trevor and Ron and I and discussed it and Ian and said, you know, okay, how does everybody feel? Because we lived in a small, smaller house, and the two boys would have to bunk in the smallest bedroom. And um, anyway... um, we discussed it, and then we had him come over and talk to him and said, um, you know, you're welcome to move in here, but we have one condition. We can't physically adopt you, but we're emotionally adopting you. Aww. And so when we make this commitment, we're going to be, you know, at your games because he played – he did track, he did football, he did basketball. He was a good student and a wild child, and – and uh, 
anyway, uh, we wanted to make a commitment and we said, you know, we're bringing you in to the family and, and you are us. I said, we want to be your other mother and your other father. You know, we can't replace your parents, but in a way we did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your brothers and uh, you will keep your grades up. You know, if I don't like who you're hanging out with, you won't be hanging out with mm-hmm. them. And that means girlfriends, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of transferred over to the boys yeah. now. I mean, that's yeah. how Yeah, and that's how kids. they're raising their kids now. Yeah. It's yeah. like we make the decision yeah. on, on who's good for you and who's bad for you. And just supporting them and, and, and I don't know, there's kids that don't get the support. No. Oh, I, I totally and, then we, and then we saw our, that. Our grandkids, and it's great. Oh, we saw that terribly just, because our boys did sports and that. And we'd go to sporting events. And the only people who were there were the grandparents. Oh, yeah. No, I've witnessed that many times. So real quick, you're a part of the topic or part of the episode name is Aliens, Pizza Hut, Old Love. We've covered Pizza Hut. We've covered the old love. But where do the aliens fall into this? That is my belief. I think our, we have the kids love it because if we go camping or something like that, we're we, looking at the we stars. We watch the stars. And then uh, just – and she's a big – Bigfoot fanatic. She and thinks Charlotte, you're and you're a Bigfoot fanatic. Yeah, she, she, I think I th- I, I don't beli- believe. Okay, now if stuff, you but. believe in a god who's a creator, he's an extraterrestrial. And if you think that, and I thought this even as a child, um, we can't be the only ones out there. There's got to be other dimensions. There's got to be other things because we don't move that fast. We're not that sharp. And I just believe that there's other things out there, and I believe that there's aliens. Uh, I think there's aliens amongst us, and uh, I think that that uh, that they have been back and forth, and and I, I haven't decided whether they're coming from outer space, whether they're coming from the water, whether they're coming wherever they're coming from but i think that that uh, there's a power out there that that uh that we can't there's different dimensions and we just live in one that's pretty slow yeah in that and uh i i I can say that you know i i say they'll say you believe in bigfoot i believe bigfoot's possible i went bigfoot hunting in sam houston state park with my husband, I, I drug my husband and my son to go Bigfoot hunting. They were not fans of it, mm-hmm. but I was on a mission to figure it out because I guess this is where the most sightings have been, mm-hmm. have been in Sam Houston National Park. Mm-hmm. We didn't find Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I thought I found hair of Bigfoot, but it turned mm-hmm. out to be moss. Did yeah. you crack the bat on the wood or? Yeah, or, did you do? I can do the Sasquatch howl. I can do the whoop. That's when we go camping. When we go camping, the kids, I'll go out. I don't do, but I do it to call the kids in. Oh, yeah, okay. the grandkids gotcha. in, okay. and I'll do my, you know, my Bigfoot whoop. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's it's just possible. I just think everything. If God is possible, which I know He's absolute, uh, and that anything else is possible, and um, I believe that there are people out there that have great powers, and I believe in good and evil, and uh, it's just. Something that I've always thought, even like I said, even as a child, I never thought, okay, we're it. You know, nah. I, I think that there's a possibility for anything and everything. I'm with you, Charlotte. I know we are, we're running a little yep. short on time, but 
We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, Ron and Charlotte will play the five-second rule game. I've never played this on the podcast. Here's Microformula's life coach, Sarah Fisk, with the one thing you need to know. Hold up. Here's one thing you need to know. Hi, this is Sarah Bybee Fisk, life coach with Microformulas with something you need to know about old love. We have a lot of uh, ways that we talk about love that make it feel like it's just something that happens to us. Even the way we describe like falling in love makes it seem like it's just this outside force that overtakes us somehow. And certainly there are times when it feels that way. But the only way you get to old love is by making the decision to act in loving ways, to think loving thoughts about your partner, to nurture that feeling of love. And it's so much less about it just continuing to happen to you than the active decision to nurture it. When you purposefully think loving thoughts about your partner, it produces in you the feeling of love. And then when you feel love, you act in loving ways. And I love the the simplicity of that. And I also love the ownership that it gives me over that process. And while initially I might have felt like I fell in love, like it just happened to me, the way that you get to old love a long time with one particular person is by generating that feeling of love in yourself by thinking about them in ways that produce love, by by thinking about everything about them that is so lovable and so wonderful. And that doesn't mean that you overlook the things that maybe aren't as lovable, but where you focus your attention grows. And so by choosing to focus on everything that is loving and wonderful about them, you end up being able to be together for a long time. It's got you thinking, doesn't it? You're like, give me more. This is Intentionally Disruptive with Shauna McNeil. All right, Ron, Charlotte, this is the five-second rule game. I've never played this on the podcast. You have five seconds to blurt out the first thing that comes to mind. Who wants to go first? I will. You are- <laughs> I love how Ron always points to you. <laughs> She's got it. All right, here we go. Any- you have a timer? I should have told you that, Rachel. <laughs> she was just Rachel, saying, get a timer. She's just watching the show. <laughs> here we go. Name three date night activities. Uh. <laughs> well, I'm, I said I'd keep it PG. You don't have to keep it PG. <laughs> you don't have to keep it PG. Because date night means a, more to us than it does. <laughs> we, we, have this, we have this fun thing called beeps that we can just insert anything if, if it's out of line. All right. No, yeah, that, that's what we call date night is. is <laughs> we'll go, you want, you want a date tonight? It's like, yeah. So oh, that's good. like a hookup thing. <laughs> hookup thing. There you go. See, that was PG. That wasn't very many date nights anymore. Excuse me. <laughs> It's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Hit, hit, hit well, because we have to kick out the dogs and the cats, and okay. by then the, the mood's ruined. Yeah, it's like, you know, okay, just get it over with. Yeah. All right, your next one, Rach, you ready? Name three marriage rules. Honesty, I would say commitment, and uh, compassion. You made it. Barely. You, know, you made it. Good job. All right, 
Name three things you love about your spouse. Is this for me? Go ahead, Ron. Uh, she's caring. Uh, always, you know, um, involved. Um, and definitely entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> But I was. She's always the Have leader. Have you ever been she, I mean, with me? No. She takes care of like if there's an event. Yeah. She takes care of pretty much the whole event. Yeah. I mean, she's like my she event charge. planner. She's my event planner. Yeah. So. Oh, Charlotte, you and I we're so similar. Yeah. In so many ways. All right. Uh, next one. Name three wedding anniversary gifts. Ron, this is for you. Uh, gift card. <laughs> <laughs> And gift card and gift card. <laughs> so All right. we're, we're past the we're past the present thing. It's like go ahead and pick out what you want. Honey, Why didn't you get it? Because we've we I've I've we've done the deal where I've tried to buy Flowers her what she and likes, cards. and it's she's a hard person to pick for. Um, I mean, she's not, but she. I mean. She has, you probably have everything. Yeah, you she, have everything oh, you need. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we both have everything we really need in life. I mean, so. Yeah, so gift cards it is. Yeah, yeah. and gift or, cards. Or dinner, you know, yeah. or yeah. whatever, yeah. just take her out or something. Get, that was my uh, my goal, I think, this year would be to m- maybe take her out once in a while, maybe take her to a show or do something, because we get so caught up in life. Caught up in yeah. life and don't do the normal but stuff. But the times that we have the most joy is when we've got everybody together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's it. Just having our loved ones around us and and laughing and and eating and partying and that's what's been really tough for this year, which I'm sure it is for a lot of oh, people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Is, is that feedback and uh, because we were, we celebrated you know everything from Mother's Day, Father's Day, you know Easter, um, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, you know valentine's day we just we just go down and birthdays and things like that and in reunions family reunions and so um that's that's been rough uh, you have the last one charlotte five seconds name three love songs oh boy i'm i like i'd like i'm i'm t- I thought- <laughs> love songs <really. laughs> Top Gun, take my breath away. Oh, no, I, no. I don't even like that song. I didn't like it in the first place. No, I just like the video. Yeah, of the men yeah, dancing. Yeah, of the hot airmen dancing. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story. I, I mean, I love you too. Now, can, can I come to the next family whenever you start getting whenever, together again? Yeah. Definitely. I can invite myself. Yeah. I think everybody in the studio would like to join the family function as well. Everybody's shaking their head like, yes. We'll invite, have Kenzie invite the team over. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, coming up next week is a brand new month and a brand new series, and we're calling it Hashtag Squad Goals. That's next week on Intentionally Disruptive. This podcast is all about everyday people sharing their story, their triumphs, because, I mean, we're all broken. Every single one of us are broken and a constant work in progress. And this is all about people helping people. And you've helped me today. Intentionally Disruptive is presented by Microbe Formulas. Visit us at microbeformulas.com.